we know that when we recite a bracha on a mitzvah, there's a concept of doing of saying the bracha prior to performing the mitzvah, and that one should not do the mitzvah and then say the bracha. The classic example we know is on Sukkot. On Sukkot, we just had Sukkot. We took a little of an esrog, and if you follow the instructions in your in your machzor or as you learned in school, you hold a little of the esrog upside down, and then you make the bracha. And after making the bracha, you turn it in the correct way, the correct uh, manner, and then you're mekayim, your mitzvah of Natilas Lulav. And the reason why we do it is if a person would already hold his esrog the proper way, so you're already mekayim the mitzvah, and you lose this concept of making a bracha over las yasin, making a bracha prior to doing the mitzvah. This is all Midrabanan. Chazaw were misaking the brachas in the first place. They were also misaking that a bracha should be over Lasiasan. And that's learned down from the Gemara Menachas, The Gemara Menachas asks when a person should make the bracha on, on Tfilin. The Gemara's answer basically is when you have it on your arm, your Tfilin Shayad, prior to tightening it, that's when you should make the bracha of Lahaniach Tfilin. The Magan Ram says, it's based on the Bishoyosef. He says two two things we learn out from here. Number one is obviously that it has to be over lasiyasan, that you're supposed to make the bracha prior to performing the mitzvah. Number two, it has to you're supposed to make the bracha in as close proximity as possible to the mitzvah, although it ha- still has to be prior to performing the mitzvah. Okay, we'll get to get to some details regarding this in a few minutes. Now, does everybody agree to this halacha that all Mitzvahs, you have to make the bracha prior to performing the mitzvah. What if a person did not? You already performed the mitzvah. Can you still make the bracha? So it happens to be the case I gave of Lulav. It's not exactly the best case. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, in, uh, in Hilchas Lulav, the, the Shulchan Aruch says that there's also a chiv of nanuim, that we shake the Lulav during Halal, so you're still continuing the mitzvah. And we're going to see that if, that if the, the bracha wasn't recited prior to initially performing the mitzvah, if what you're doing is still considered a mitzvah, so then you could still make the bracha. We call this a mitzvah hanam sheches, that's, that's the, uh, the Mishabura's term for this. This comes up by sukkahs, a person who started a meal in the sukkah, he forgot to say leishev basukkah, so as long as he's continuing his meal, the achronim discuss does he have to still eat, even if he's just sitting there, there's a whole discussion on, on halachas of sukkah, but most of the time, the halacha is, in that case, since you're continuing the mitzvah, you can still make the bracha. When it comes to talis and tefillin, we're going to see the same thing applies, that it's a mitzvah hanam shechas, it still continues. But what if it doesn't continue? The, the case I would give is hilcha shechita. So the halacha is you make a bracha prior to, uh, to shechting an animal. What if the shaykhet, this is the case in the Ramah, the shaykhet is not sure if the, if the animal will end up being kosher. Meaning, it looks like uh, it has trephus. He's going to check, once he shechs the animal, he'll check the, the lungs, he'll check certain parts of the, of the animal to make sure it's not trephus, but he's not, not so convinced. So if you're not so convinced it's going to be kosher, the Allah is you, you should not make a bracha. So the Ramah says, tremendous chiddush, the Ramah says that a person should shech, then check quickly to see if it's kosher, and if it's kosher, you can make the bracha. And all the achorinim say, what do, you, what do you mean? Isn't there a, a, a halacha of that a person is supposed to make a bracha over lasiyasan? And therefore, they all argue on the Ramah. But I'm just saying, there is a Ramah, there's a das yachid, the Ramah, 
in Hilchah Shechita, I think it's Simen, uh, Simen Yotas, in Hilchah Shechita, that says that one would be allowed to make a bracha even after performing the mitzvah. Some say that maybe it's Teichile Dibor, you're, you're making the bracha within a few seconds of the Shechita, but the Ramah says that you're checking to see if it was, uh, if it was a trafer or not. It seems like the Ramah would hold even if you already finished the mitzvah. Since you have no choice, in that case, you can still make the bracha. We do not paskin like that. The shach brings many proofs against the Ramah. That is not how we paskin. I just wanted to bring it down as a another opinion just to see that not everyone across the board holds of Ayvelasiyasin uh, is a requirement. So when it comes to uh, tefillin. Let's go back to our halacha. So the, the Gemar Menachas tells us you have to make the bracha prior to performing the mitzvah. So the performance of the mitzvah by tefillin shayat is very clear. The Pasuk says, There's a kshira, you're tying. So the Gemar says you're supposed to place your tefillin on your arm, then make the bracha, and then you tighten it. You do the ukshartem, that's the makim uh, ha-mitzvah, and then you should make, that's how, that's how you're Mekai in the mitzvah after already having recited the bracha. So you said the bracha, then you then you were Mekai in the mitzvah of putting on tefillin. What about tefillin shalraish? So the Acharnim say, we, we assume the same thing applies by tefillin shalraish, that you should put it on your head. That's what the Shulchanara says, you put it on your head, and prior to tightening it, you would make the bracha, if you're a uh, Ashkenazi, you make the bracha of al mitzvah tefillin. You make that bracha, and then you tighten it so it should be in the correct place. Because you're supposed to have the uh, the bracha everlasiyasan. What about uh, talis? We didn't really talk about this when we spoke about hachasitzis. So when a person puts on the talis, very often you'll see that people do all kinds of uh, funny things. So you should not, if you want to do the proper thing, the halacha would be, you should make the bracha prior to putting the talis, the talis on, on yourself. You'll see people will wrap themselves first, and then they're making the bracha. That's not Ayvelasiyasin. There's one sheet actually in Taisvis, which perhaps would hold like this, but Mishabura and Ola Achorinim do not go with that. They say that a person should make the bracha prior to putting on the talus. So at what point should he make the bracha? So we see from the Gemara Menachas, according to the Magan Avram, the, the Gemara Menachas says, you specifically should have its tefillin on your arm prior to making the bracha. Not that it should be in your tefillin bag. It should be on your arm. It's not tight yet. Make the bracha and then tighten it. So there's a concept of it should be lifne, it should be right before you do it, but it should not be lifne to lifne. It should not be, you know, two steps in advance of performing the mitzvah. An example of two steps in advance for a talus would be would definitely be if the talus is in your bag. You have your talus in your talus bag, making the bracha, that would obviously be too early. The Mishra says even if it's folded, it's it's way too early. So what, when exactly should a person make the bracha on the talus? So that's different minhagim. The minhag of the mishabura, if you look at the mishabura, he's mashma as long as it's unfolded in front of you. So you're holding it in your hand, you can make the bracha, and then you can snap it back and wrap yourself in the talus. The stipler, the minhag of the stipler, and many, uh, many in the yeshiva circles, they try to do this, is that you unfold your talus and you hold it above your head, you know, behind you, above your head, making sure it's not resting on your back. So if you hold it correctly, just resting on your forearms, it's held up high, and then it's mamish, uh, and you make the bracha, and then you wrap yourself with a talus. That would be the way to uh, to do, to make the bracha, according to the minute stipler. But either way, it should not be, first of all, it should not be after you already have wrapped yourself with a talus, because then it's not oivelasiyasan. And on the other hand, it shouldn't, shouldn't be too early. It shouldn't be while the talus is still folded or it's on the table. You're not, you have to pick it up and then you have to put it on. That's already too much in advance of 
of the mitzvah. Tefillin as well. You should not make the bracha on tefillin while you're still holding it and, and, and you know getting it towards your arm. It should be on your on your biceps, and then you should make the bracha as you and then you'll tighten it in order to be mekayin the mitzvah of tefillin. Okay, so bidiyevet. Let's say a person did not make the bracha right away. So we said that by tefillin and talus, it happens to be, it's your, every moment you're wearing talus, every moment you're wearing tefillin, you are, you're mekayma mitzvah. You're mekayma mitzvah every minute. And therefore, one is allowed to make a bracha at, uh, at any point that he's still wearing it. So you have an interesting uh, case where, you know, it comes up frequently. There are many uh, minyanim, you know, in different communities where, during the week, people can people have to go to work, so they have to daven early. And in some in some uh, some cities, sunrise and mishiyakir can end up being seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock in certain certain communities. So you end up davening prior to the zman of the you know the chatchila zman of you know davening after nates. So you have shilas of kriyashma saying kriyashma before mishiyakir. You have you have questions of putting on talis, putting on tefillin. So. In many uh, many shuls, what they do is they'll have the talus and tefillin are put on already, bef- you know, before davening, like like a typical uh, talus and tefillin. It's after alisa shachar, so but the you're allowed to put, you're allowed to wear uh, tefillin and talus, even allowed to wear it at night. Um, but you don't make a bracha, and then they'll make a bracha after mishiyaker. So I, it's not arvilasiyasan, but as long as I'm still wearing it. I'm still being mekayim my mitzvah, so it's it's considered a, a mitzvah hanem shachas. It's, it's a it's a continuous mitzvah. So every moment that I'm wearing it, I'm mekayim a mitzvah. So therefore, that's that's they do. They make a bracha later on in the middle of davening. Okay, so tomorrow we'll get into the uh, the next topic of being mafsik between the bracha when a person makes a bracha l'aniach tefillin. So that bracha we pass and goes on the tefillin shayan tefillin shayish. Are you allowed to start rolling up your sleeve? Uh, sorry, take, rolling down your sleeve or doing other things while you already had made, made the bracha? Is a person allowed to be mafsik between the shalyat, shalosh? We get to the Gemara inside. The Gemara inside says that, that they would tell people that they should not go to war if they were ever mafsik between tefillin shayat and tefillin shalosh. What's the significance of not interrupting between putting on Tzvon Shayad and Tzvon Shayad. So we'll get to this in tomorrow.